morning, everyone. Welcome to Thursday and part four of this real life series. We'll be looking at the Beatitudes from Matthew chapter five. And today's Beatitude wraps up the previous three. That's how the Beatitudes are structured. There's eight of them. So number four wraps up the first three and number eight will wrap up number uh, five, six, seven. And again today, I had a mate get hold of me yesterday and just say, sure, but dude, like this, these things are heavy, man. They really dig on the inside. This isn't like Jesus is going to love you and hold you in his arms and everything's going to be okay kind of scriptures at all. This stuff's tough. It really gets on the inside. And today's beatitude is no different, actually. Jesus says this, blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. Remember the context of this. Again, Jesus is sitting on the side of a hill. So all the Israelites, he's preaching the Sermon on the Mount. And these guys are hungering and thirsting for a whole bunch of stuff at the moment. They want freedom. They want food. Uh, we know that because he fed the 5,000. There's a whole bunch of stuff that these people are desperate for because their lives are being encroached on by the Romans because they're under occupation. And Jesus is saying to them here, the thing you need to be hungering for is uh, righteousness, hunger and thirst for righteousness. But the key here isn't the first half. And I think I've always read it like that. But today, while I've been reading and studying it, I've suddenly seen that the point of this beatitude is the second half. Uh, blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. Being filled talks about being satisfied, being fulfilled. And I think it's one of the greatest human questions. We look at people that my life has meaning, that I experience true satisfaction in my life, that I'm able to have that deep sense of fulfillment of doing something, that I'm not just looking for it the whole time and chasing it and living in these temporary satisfactions. It was the Rolling Stones who saying, I can't get no satisfaction. And we might as well, might as well be the, the theme song to the human beings. I know for myself right now, if I could be anywhere in the world right now, it would either be on the wild coast fishing with a bunch of mates or, I mean, I grew up in the bush, so to be in the Kruger with my family, I would love, love, love just to be away um, in the wild. And I think that would bring me a sense of satisfaction. But I do think as well, if I was in the Kruger for like two months, it would probably by week three or so, I would begin to miss some of the conveniences of Joburg. And I would, there would be certain things about living in, a, in our own house that I would begin to miss, and certain shops and certain friends it wouldn't bring the sense of satisfaction that it did in the beginning because that satisfaction is temporary. And I don't know what this, the things are that you are hungering and thirsting after. Maybe it's, um, you know, getting back to work. Maybe it's your kids going back to school. All There's a whole bunch of things that we hunger and thirst for on a day-to-day -day basis that aren't bad. But what Jesus is saying here is there is one thing. That if you hunger and thirst after this, you will experience deep satisfaction, the real satisfaction, that you will be filled, that your life won't be hollow. And it's this thing, righteousness. Now, what is righteousness? And I think that's obviously the big question here, because when I think about righteousness, sometimes I think of the stiff, starchy, frozen, chosen Christian, you know, who if they had to smile, their face would crack. And um, that's how I've thought about it in the past at times. But righteousness, when we look at the book of Romans, talks about being in right standing with God. It's a positional thing before it's a behavioral thing. It's about being able to access God and have, have access to him, be able to come to him and just speak to him. That I feel like there's nothing between us. Now, I know that we can do nothing to bridge the gap to God. There's no behavior that we can do that can give us righteousness. Romans teaches that I have this robe of righteousness that has been given to me 
by Jesus. It's the blood of Jesus which has forgiven me so that I can approach God with absolute confidence. Hebrews says um, that we can approach the, the throne of grace confidently because of this robe of righteousness that's been given us. So that's where the righteousness comes from. It comes from God. But to hunger and thirst for righteousness, what does that look like? Well, hungering and thirsting is an everyday thing, right? I have to eat every day. I have to drink every day. And I think it's very specific that Jesus chose these two things, that I hunger and thirst after righteousness each day. And that means that my life lines up with this righteousness that Jesus has given me, that I don't just accept it because it's very easy for me. It's possible for me, not easy. It's possible for me to accept this robe of righteousness that God has given me that I'm forgiven, that I have access to God, and then live like a complete savage on the other side and experience no satisfaction whatsoever because my life now feels split because I am one way, but I'm behaving another way. I am a child of God, but I'm not living like it. I am forgiven, but I'm not living like it. I am righteous, but I'm not living like it. And what Jesus is saying, you want to experience true satisfaction. God has taken away the break between you and him. He's closed the gap. Now live like it. And I want to live that out. So what does that righteousness look like? Uh, what does that behavior look like? Well, remember I said that this number four wraps up what's gone before. Well, to be poor in spirit is to live righteous. That I, I'm going to live today going, God, I need you before I need me. I want to include you in everything that I do. And all of a sudden, the decisions that I make during the course of the day have deep meaning because I brought them to God. And they have real um, impact and there's real wisdom because I've brought them to God um, to, to live as poor in spirit. The one from yesterday, to be meek, which is hard, right? That to live my life as, as meek and not to exercise, you know, my power and my authority and just to take over. And, uh, but to actually go to God and say, Lord, I'm going to leave this in your hands. I'm not going to try and take over. I'm going to trust that you, you can be in control here. And as I make those decisions, there's some depth and some deep satisfaction that, that comes to my life. And all of a sudden, I, I'm, I'm experiencing um, fulfillment. And I think it's incredibly important, especially right now, because it's, it's, I think we can be so aware of the freedoms that we've lost so that we feel like there's, there's very little satisfaction in our lives right now. But Jesus is saying, if you hunger and thirst after righteousness, if you hunger and thirst after the way I, I want you to do things. Remember, it's not rule following. It's God following. It's not by the book. It's by the heart. And it's following Jesus. Lord, I want to follow you today. And as I follow you today and live in line, I want my life to line up with what you've done for me. I will experience a satisfaction. Um, and I will be able to look at the rolling stones and say, I have no idea what you're talking about. Because I can get absolute satisfaction from having been with God today. Hope it's been helpful. Looking forward to seeing you guys tomorrow morning.